You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, brought to you by Xmark Manufacturing. 30 years of pioneering spirit and innovation have resulted in legendary durability, all-day comfort, and unmatched cut quality. Go check them out at xmark.com. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 352, entitled Navigating Lawns with the Navigator. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, and of course, for those questions the comments and the feedback that you guys have been sending through, I really do appreciate it. And on that note, uh, those all-important iTunes reviews. Uh, so uh, I got a couple of uh, new reviews that have come in. Uh, I can't remember the last time I had uh, read out uh, some of the reviews, so I may have uh, read one of these out already. I, I can't remember off the top of my head, so bear with me with that, but I want to make sure I acknowledge people that take out the time uh, to leave those reviews because, like I said, uh, I really do appreciate that. So uh, the first one uh, comes from uh, CJ's Mowing Service. <clears throat> Leaves a five-star review. Uh, the title's Great Podcast and says, uh, I came across Julio and Lawn Care Business Success after seeing many of his videos on YouTube. Having been a solo owner-operator for the past six years, I wish I'd found him sooner. While uh, I have grown and have employees, it's still very beneficial information. He talks firsthand on several things I stumbled through and learned on the run. It was nice knowing I wasn't the only one, but also refreshing knowing I was making some good choices. Julio's very down-to-earth, matter-of-fact, and always references in his business, reminding you this is what worked for him but could benefit you i look forward to each episode so thank you so much to cj's mowing service i really do appreciate you taking the time out to leave that review uh, it does, uh, you know, really does uh, help uh, with the podcast uh, and just uh, gives it that social proof for people uh, that are searching for podcasts. So the next one up <clears throat> comes from uh, Vision Landscaping LLC. It's a five star review and uh, the title's great podcast and goes on to say some really good information here. Take time to listen, pay attention and get your notebook and write down lots of notes. These guys are very experienced and can lead you to the promised land. So thank Thank you so much to uh, Vision Landscaping for, uh, again, taking the time out to uh, leave that review. I really do appreciate it. Like I said, guys, if you get value from these episodes uh, that I put out uh, each and every week since uh, 2015, the OG of uh, Lawn Care Podcast, uh, then, uh, you know, taking uh, some time out, to, if you're able to, to uh, leave a review on iTunes is one of the single most, uh, you know, important things you can do for the podcast. It really does give it that social proof and lets people know when they're searching all those uh, different podcast directories uh, that uh, this podcast is one that is worth listening to. So I really do appreciate uh, that and, uh, you know, thank everyone uh, past and present who have taken uh, time out to leave reviews. So <clears throat> this week uh, I wanted to take uh, some time. I uh, realized uh, while out mowing uh, this past uh, Thursday 
I uh, took out the Xmark Navigator and uh, it was the first time this season that I uh, brought it out. <clears throat> and uh, as I've been uh, talking about uh, recently about uh, all the crazy weather, uh, which uh, incidentally has uh, completely continued. We've had some weird, uh, strange uh, snow flurries uh, this past weekend. They're calling for more snow tomorrow uh, that will turn into rain and stuff. It's been very, very cold. Um, so just, yeah, just really strange. Like, I don't think uh, I ever remember snow uh, happening in April here on the West Coast. That's just, you know, just continues to be very, very strange weather patterns uh, throughout, uh, you know, the region here. But anyway, the, the heavier rain has been more of an issue. Um, just heavy rain, constant rain, all that sort of stuff. Uh, just more than usual than what you would expect uh, for even here in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, that, of course, uh, you know, uh, does create some problems uh, when you're dealing with big, heavy machines. And, uh, you know, with that Xmark Navigator, it's something that, uh, you know, for the start of the season... <clears throat> because, you know, coming off of uh, essentially four months of rain uh, through from uh, November, uh, December, January, February, now part of March, so five months of rain. Uh, you know, the last thing I want to do is take uh, a machine that, uh, you know, is probably getting close to, you know, 1500 pounds or so. Um, when you think about, you know, the operator and the machine and the grass, because it's, uh, uh, you know, got that whole, uh, vacuum system with a 9.5 bushel hopper, uh, all that grass that, uh, fills that hopper gets very heavy as well. So, you know, that's a lot of weight to be dealing with, uh, on lawns that have been going through uh, five months of uh, just constant rain uh, all the time. So I tend to, uh, depending on uh, the time of year, and it's not, um, you know, limited to just... Um, the navigator, but uh, throughout uh, my career, uh, other mowers, when I had uh, the Walker MTH uh, or so MTGHS uh, MT23 GHS, uh, it was uh, same uh, the same story. Yeah, when it would come to this uh, time of year, even uh, though in those past years we didn't have as much of that crazy rain. Um, I would still be hesitant to take that mower out uh, at the start of this season just because uh, the ground would be quite saturated and, uh, you know, I'd want that rain to sort of uh, kind of ease off for a little bit. So anyways, uh, this past Thursday uh, was uh, one of the uh, the first days that I was able to uh, load up uh, the Navigator and it... Uh, you know, reminded me that, uh, you know, I got that mower late in the season last year. I got it in uh, August of uh, 2021. Uh, the mower was originally supposed to arrive uh, earlier in the year, uh, you know, in like March or April. Uh, but because of uh, the pandemic and all the sort of supply chain shortages and all that sort of stuff, uh, you know, everything, I'm sure uh, anybody listening to this podcast who has tried to uh, procure uh, new equipment or get new equipment has probably gone through a lot of those issues of just availability of equipment uh, and, uh, you know, uh, even parts and that sort of stuff. And it was much the same uh, with that navigator. So it ended up arriving uh, late in the season, but taking it out on Thursday uh, reminded me that um, I hadn't uh, actually uh, 
you know, besides uh, doing an introductory video on YouTube about it and, and doing some other mowing test type videos, um, I haven't really, you know, did or done my uh, traditional three month review because it kind of uh, landed um, you know, right at the end of the season and that sort of stuff. And, uh, uh, for this past season, uh, I was not doing as many, uh, videos through the winter just with all of the, you know, um, talking about my father and all that sort of stuff, uh, and illnesses and things like that. So it was just, uh, a lot of other things that, uh, I was preoccupied uh, with, uh, this past, uh, winter. Uh, and then, uh, of course, doing uh, all of uh, the interviews and stuff uh, throughout the winter for the uh, podcast. So I thought I would take um, this opportunity on uh, this podcast episode because a lot of you guys have asked me about uh, my thoughts on the machine. And just wanted to, uh, you know, take uh, some time and talk about uh, my experience uh, thus far with uh, that 42-inch uh, Xmark uh, Navigator. And uh, as a lot of you guys know as well who have followed my journey, uh, you know that I had that uh, MT23GHS uh, back in 2007. So... You know, how I got into these, I, I really like this style of mower. Of course, here on the West Coast, uh, I've talked about it a lot um, when I'm interviewing guys that are from the West Coast, uh, whether, you know, up and down the West Coast, not not even from just where I am in here in BC, but in Washington State, uh, in uh, Oregon, in California, if I'm interviewing people along that sort of West Coast I'm always asking them, uh, you know, what is primarily done in your business? Uh, do you guys bag your clippings? Do you mulch your clippings? Or do you side discharge your clippings? And by far, the vast majority of people and businesses on the West Coast bag their clippings. Uh, now, I know this is not the norm for, uh, you know, probably the majority of you guys, uh, especially as you go sort of uh, east across uh, the continent, uh, side discharging uh, and mulching. Uh, but pri primarily from what I've seen, what I've observed uh, from social media and all that sort of stuff as well, uh, is that uh, side discharging is by far probably uh, the most uh, predominantly used method of uh, handling grass clippings. And of course, uh, you know, I can understand why. Um, you know, you're returning a lot of those nutrients uh, to the soil uh, and to the ground. Uh, grass clippings are predominantly, um, you know, made up of a lot of uh, water. I think it's like 70 or something percent, 70 plus percent uh, of a grass clipping is uh, water. So, you know, they, they disintegrate uh, and dry up very, very quickly. Uh, so that, uh, you know, there's that whole side uh, argument there for that. And of course, you don't have to haul clippings away with you. You don't have to uh, go and, you know, collect them and take them and, and, and dump them and do all that sort of stuff as well. So there's a lot to be said uh, with the argument to why you'd want to side discharge. Uh, but at the same time, uh, some of the disadvantages or, you know, the main disadvantage, I would say, to side discharging is that uh, it just doesn't look as good. Um, now, I have uh, 
since recognized that because uh, for many, many years, I predominantly, I only uh, bagged clippings. Now, in the last few years, I have had the opportunity to get a couple of different properties uh, where uh, side discharging is um, allowed, uh, where basically, <laughs> you know, the customers have... Uh, uh, basically told me like, you know, go ahead, you can side discharge. It's not, uh, uh, not a big deal. So, um, I have been able to experiment with side discharging. And for me, my uh, experience with that thus far is that it, you know, being here, uh, in this sort of climate, it completely depends on, uh, what it is, uh, you know, the end result, uh, with the weather. Uh, so <clears throat> basically, you know, if, uh, the weather, you know, we're coming into the spring here. Uh, so, uh, on some of the properties that I've been doing currently, uh, you know, with these initial cuts, because it's sort of slow growing, uh, at the beginning of the season here, the first few cuts, you know, there, there isn't really too much issue, uh, with the side discharging. But once we sort of, uh, you know, the weather kind of cooperates and we get into, uh, um, you know, some of the crazy spring growth once it warms up a few more degrees, uh, then that's where I've noticed in the past few years when we get to that sort of stage where, uh, the side discharging just, it, to me personally, it just doesn't look good. It just, you know, you just get this, um, just this layer of grass on top of uh, the lawn where when the lawn is, uh, you know, uh, not growing as aggressively, like I said, right now in the first few weeks, um, those side discharge clippings virtually uh, can disappear uh, as soon as you're mowing them. Like you see them coming out the side, but then, you know, when you look at the lawn after it's mowed, you don't notice those clippings. But if the clippings get too big, um, then, you know, you get, you know, a lawn that grows six, seven, eight inches in a week, and then you go to cut it at your, you know, personally, I cut most of my lawns at two and a half inches. So that's, you know, that's a lot of uh, growth that you're cutting off because the lawn is growing so aggressively. So, you know, when I go to cut that, then you have this layer of grass on top and you can see it in it. By the time, you know, on some of these bigger properties uh, that I'm doing, um, by the time you finish mowing, you know, those first sections already that those grass clippings are already, you know, starting to dry out and th they become even more noticeable there on the top as they dry out because their color, the sheen and everything starts to change. Uh, so you have this like layer. So, you know, depending on the type and time of year, it, uh, and of course, region and all that sort of stuff too is going to have a, a big, uh, part to play with that. Uh, it can, uh, you know, be a, a big deal. Now, with uh, all the rain that we deal with is primarily why I'm having uh, some tongue twisting issues today. Uh, primarily why uh, mulching for me doesn't work uh, because I'm constantly dealing with wet grass. Even when we get a break in the weather and it's uh, sunny and, uh, you know, quote unquote, uh, you know, like a dry weather day, the grass is still wet. It's like, you know, 
uh, you get that morning dew and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, the grass can still be, uh, the ground can still be saturated with water. Uh, and, uh, so grass is, you know, per- very, uh, wet, uh, all the time. So it's always something, um, that I'm having to deal with. And when you're trying to mulch wet grass, uh, it just, uh, you know, it, it doesn't work out, uh, very well. So with mulching, uh, typically, uh, you know, it, for especially with the smaller mowers, the XMark Commercial 30, Commercial 21s, when I was using Honda HRC 216s, you know, you throw wet grass in the mix and it becomes, uh, you know, uh, difficult uh, for the mower to uh, have to deal with that if you're trying to mulch. Bagging is a completely different situation because you're bagging uh, and collecting those grass clippings that grass has somewhere to go. So yes, you still do get buildup. You're still going to get the deck uh, clogging up uh, on smaller mowers and bigger mowers and uh, mowers of all sizes. Of course, uh, wet grass is wet grass, but at least you have that opening there on the side of the discharge deck, uh, which allows that grass to escape. And it is one of the reasons why uh, I am able to work uh, in the rain. Uh, it's uh, how I've adapted over those uh, years is uh, being able to uh, do that sort of thing. It's it's uh, another reason why I prefer uh, on mowers um, like my Turf Tracer and the uh, 32 inch uh, Star Stand on mower. Why I like having uh, that side bagger, uh, you know, factory bagger kit uh, sort of thing, as opposed to. You know, you can see some bagger kits, uh, even for stand-on mowers and stuff that uh, have like the bag behind uh, the operator uh, platform. And then they have like the big tube uh, coming out the side from uh, the deck. Uh, and, uh, you know, you're trying to blow clippings up this tube and, and out the side and stuff. And that's where you start to run into issues, I found. Um, but um, when you have it... Uh, you know, the, the bagger kit mounted directly to the side of, uh, the deck, you know, imagine this, you've got, uh, on most decks, you know, the two blades, you know, some decks, you got three blades, but, uh, you know, the majority of deck sizes, you've got the two blades. Uh, so you got that blade on the right and, you know, as grass is coming into the front of that deck and those blades are coming around that deck or uh, that blade on the right, it's cutting that grass and immediately pushing it into the opening of that side discharge and it's going straight into the deck so it's offering no resistance there uh whereas you know if it was uh, bagging and all that stuff now the other blade on the left it's cutting but it's pushing that grass into the path of that uh right blade to go out to the side of that discharge so you start to get a little bit of build up and stuff there but it's not so bad when you have that opening right there on uh, the side of the discharge. And that's why I like having um, that system and like having, um, you know, baggers. So, you know, you you have that, uh, you know, experience there of uh, building up and using these types of mowers in the rain and over the years of working here in the Pacific Northwest, and I have tried, uh, you know, all those types of systems from bagging to uh, side discharging and mulching. And uh, the only time I've had some, um, uh, you know, uh, 
positive, semi-positive results, I'd say. Uh, mulching uh, is when I had the, the John Deere tractor and I was trying to uh, mulch in the rain uh, because I didn't have a powered bagger kit for that. I had that, you know, tube that comes out the side going into the thing and that was uh, pretty disastrous uh, when you'd start to bag. Uh, it just didn't have the power to push those clippings uh, when it was wet uh, up that tube without any sort of assisted powered uh, bagging attachment. Uh, so I decided to try to, uh, mulch and, you know, that worked a bit better, but, uh, there were, you know, times where it was just, uh, disastrous because it, it, you know, it just couldn't, uh, deal with all those clippings when it's wet. Uh, the deck would just completely clog. It would just start to drop huge, um, you know, piles of, uh, uh, chewed up grass all over the lawn. It would just make a big mess. You'd get, uh, the tires tracking, uh, all of the grass clippings. And then you're, you know, trying to maybe cut across a patio or something like that, or sidewalk through the side of the house and things like that. And then, you know, you would leave uh, those grass clippings everywhere. The tires would track it on the concrete. Um, so, you know, it was just, uh, you know, just overall, not a very a good experience here. Now, I I always say that, uh, you know, working in the Pacific Northwest, that this is probably the toughest mowing conditions in all of North America, uh, with just having that constant rain all the time. And that, you know, if a mower can make it here, it can make it everywhere. So let's just, uh, take a quick break. And, uh, after, uh, we get back, I'll talk about, uh, my experiences with the Xmark Navigator. So stay tuned. Choosing the right equipment also means getting service and support you can trust. Hi, it's Michelle with the Xmark Customer Service Team. We are committed to giving you the expert technical support necessary to keep your equipment performing at its best. Reach us by phone, email, or social media on any weekday, and we will respond quickly with advice you can trust because it comes straight from the folks who built your machines. Visit xmark.com to learn about Xmark's industry-leading service and parts support. Okay, so the Xmark Navigator. So how did I, um, you know, get into this style of mower, these mowers that are sort of the out front mowing deck with the, uh, you know, uh, big uh, hopper uh, looking box on the back? Well, back, uh, early days, uh, when I started my business and I was, uh, you know, very, uh, new into it and I bought into that franchise system, uh, it was, uh, an Australian based franchise. And a lot of the guys, uh, that, uh, had that franchise, um, in Australia, uh, the Walker, uh, mowers were very, very popular, uh, with them. And, uh, you know, this franchise, uh, system that, uh, I was a part of, they had their own forum, uh, for franchisees. Uh, and, uh, you know, you could go on there and talk to other franchisees and all that sort of stuff and sort of, you know, share, uh, the collective knowledge, you know, this is before Facebook groups and all that stuff, uh, many, many uh, years ago, you know, going back 17 years ago, uh, now. So, uh, it was a great resource uh, at that time to have that. Of course, now, like I said, you have so many other uh, very uh, like-minded resources like uh, Facebook groups and other online forums and, of course, uh, just online communities like Instagram and uh, YouTube and all that sort of stuff where people can uh, sh collectively share knowledge in uh, comment sections and all that sort of stuff, too. But it was very much, uh, you know, pretty you know, much the same sort of... Uh, 
idea there. So, you know, being new in the business and seeing, uh, of course, trying to, uh, you know, take in as much information as I could and, and learn from others, uh, basically absorb that information from other guys that have gone before me and who were, uh, you know, running successful lawn care businesses. And seeing that they were, um, you know, using walker mowers, a lot of them were, uh, at least, uh, and having my own sort of, uh, you know, experiences trying to find a larger mower uh, to use. Because when you bought into the franchise, they only uh, gave you a 21-inch uh, Honda HRC 216 mower because that's predominantly, uh, at least in the neighborhoods that I work in, in the area that I work in, uh, predominantly the mowers that most people will use here. Uh, you know, I've uh, shown pictures on Instagram of a typical you know, lawn care business setup here. A very popular lawn care business setup here is basically a pickup truck with two 21 inch mowers in the back, a blower and some trimmers, uh, and an edger maybe. And, uh, you know, that is it. Like that is, uh, what you're going to see a lot of, uh, companies, uh, using, uh, because you can get a lot done, uh, with, uh, that setup. It can be very profitable with that setup. A couple of guys, two mowers, uh, with all of these small, dense city type lots. Uh, it's, a you know, a great, uh, little setup to have, uh, and to be able, uh, to use. So, uh, with that, um, you know, being the case, I was a little bit outside of the main city uh, when I bought my franchise. So where I was, where in the city, um, you're going to find strictly small, dense city properties. Where I was, um, there was still, because it was a suburb, there were still opportunities to find larger properties. And, you know, being new in the business at the time, and, uh, you know, I've talked about that whole sort of teeter-totter of, uh, you know, uh, when you're first starting out in your business, you have more uh, time than you have uh, work. Uh, and eventually, you you know, as you get more experience and uh, your business becomes more established, then you end up having more work than you have time. But uh, on that flip side, uh, when you're starting out, you know, I had more time than I had work. So, you know, I was taking, you know, any and all uh, lawn care, lawn mowing type jobs that I could. And this included large properties. Uh, but the problem was, is I was doing these large properties with that, uh, you know, Honda HRC 216, uh, 21 inch more that I had uh, at the time. And this could be... Um, you know, quite grueling at times. Uh, I think I've shared the story here on the podcast about uh, doing an, uh, an acre, one acre lot uh, with a 21 inch mower, one acre of actual grass uh, mowing uh, with a 21 inch mower. And it took me four hours straight uh, of mowing, uh, walking behind a 21 inch mower uh, to mow uh, that uh, one acre of grass. Uh, so, you know, uh, you would get into situations like that and, you know, you're green, but you're, you want to make money and, and, you know, uh, mowing a lawn for four hours with a 21 inch more may seem ridiculous, but it was better to me uh, to do that than to, uh, sit at home and twiddle my thumbs and not have, uh, you know, a client, at least I was out there working, at least, you know, the truck and trailer was being seen and, you know, I felt like I was, uh, making progress, but of course, I wanted, uh, you know, to be able, I, I recognize that obviously that wasn't uh, the efficient way to do it and that a larger mower would be needed. So, you know, I tried a couple of different things. I tried uh, the John Deere tractor, uh, the first one, uh, and uh, just in an experience, not knowing that there was different blade types like high lift blades and mulching blades and all those, you know, uh, three in one blades and all those types of uh, things. 
you know, I was just using those uh, three-in-one type blades that come with the machine. And, you know, I bought a bagger kit. The bagger kit didn't come with high lift blades. So I thought, you know, you're just using the regular blades that come with the bagger kit. You know, complete inexperience led me to having disastrous results uh, with that equipment. Um, so from there... I thought, uh, you know, but I didn't, I didn't recognize that it was an issue with blades or things like that. So I thought, well, it must be just because it's like a Home Depot John Deere tractor. So then from there, I ordered a Gravely, uh, I think it was a 34 inch zero turn mower. Uh, and, uh, you know, I thought this was going to be the answer to my problems. It was still, you know, I was still recognizing that, hey, I need something smaller. Um, that I can get into backyard gates and all that sort of stuff with. I want to be able to use, you know, uh, a smaller mower as much as possible and to be able to do that sort of stuff. Um, so I got the uh, 34-inch Gravely. And the mower itself was nice. Uh, but again, I ordered a bagger kit that came with it. And this one was... Um, I remember it was, you know, I went on the back of the mower, two little bags that hung down and it had the tube, but this one wasn't like a molded tube. This one was just like a, a clear, um, tube with like a black sort of stripe that went around. It almost looked like a spring that went all the way around it. Um, and the tube was straight, but the, the tube was very flexible. So you'd put it into where it attached to uh, the side of the deck. Uh, there was like a, you know, a plastic chute or something that attached to the deck. And then the, the uh, tube went on and then you kind of bent and curved the tube uh, to uh, the bagger kit. And uh, again, not a propelled uh, bagger kit. So uh, relying on the blades to push the debris up, uh, uh, you know, that chute and into the bag. And again, still just had disastrous results. Just it could not, um, you know, handle that. And I talked to my dealer about it and he was saying, well, you know, you can buy, um, you know, a side powered, uh, bagger for that particular unit. Uh, so we're, instead of having that sort of plastic adapter that attaches to the deck, you put in, uh, you know, this powered, uh, adapter that, uh, goes on there and it has like a fan that's there. Uh, and then you got to hook like some belts and stuff to your other pulleys and all that sort of stuff. So it becomes sort of a pretty kind of semi-permanent attachment there that you have sitting there that's taking up all this extra space. So although this sounded like it would be good for propelling the clippings into the bagger system, this was also not ideal though, because then I was losing the whole point of having a 34 inch uh, zero turn mower. Uh, if I had to have this, uh, you know, <clears throat> almost 12 inch, you know, uh, wide attachment on the side of it, that's going to be permanently sort of mounted to the side of the deck to have the fans and the blowers and uh, pulleys and all these other things that have to be on there to make, you know, this powered uh, bagger uh, attachment uh, to work. And the other thing was the cost of it was very expensive just for the attachment. So, you know, originally I had ordered it, uh, told my uh, dealer to order it. But then after some thought, when I got home and started thinking about it, it was just like, you know what, it's it just doesn't make sense to invest in that because, you know, I'm losing the whole point of it being a, you know, powered um, or sorry, being a small little um uh, machine like I'm not going to be able to use this machine in backyards and stuff. And that was the whole reason I went to get this particular machine was that I could use it in front yards, use it in backyards. So if I can't use it in backyards, you know. It, 
I'm only getting a 34 inch cut for the front yard. So it doesn't really make sense. Like, uh, I might as well just get a bigger mower. So I was very limited though, still to you know, my, my particular trailer. If you've seen photos of my trailer and that sort of thing. So the thought process is, you know, it's always evolving. It's always going in my head. There's so many different angles and, uh, ways to go about things that I'm always, you know, trying to, uh, you know, think about and plan and research what's going to work, what's not going to work with what I have. And that trailer was something that was, uh, you know, a, a definite, um, um, consideration that I had to make because uh, obviously there was no point in me buying a 60 inch zero turn if I can't fit a 60 inch zero turn on my trailer. Uh, I would be, uh, you know, completely uh, redundant. Um, you know, wouldn't be able to, to carry it around. So, you know, in looking at the trailer, I could fit a 48 inch deck on the trailer, but just barely. And then I wouldn't be able to really walk around the machine to tie it down and all that sort of stuff. A 42 inch uh, machine. And, you know, my previous experience was with the John Deere tractor, which happened to be a 42 inch. It, uh, you know, of course, uh, had a few more inches of play there, uh, on the sides of the trailer and let me, it was still a nice snug, uh, kind of fit, but you know, you could, you could manage to squeeze past the sides to be able to, you know, strap things down and all that sort of stuff if you needed to. So, you know, thinking about my experience with, uh, you know, those forums and stuff, uh, from that franchise system and hearing them always talk about Walker Moors, Walker Moors, that's where I sort of got really, um, you know, uh, thinking about the Walker Moor because it was a very compact, uh, type of unit, um, you know, it, uh, has that sort of central bagging system, uh, where it has that blower in the back, uh, bottom of the deck. So the blades are counter rotating towards the center. So each blade is, uh, rotating towards the middle instead of both blades, uh, rotating out the side. Uh, so they go at the middle, they basically, uh, aim all of the, uh, clippings out the back center, which is where your, uh, you know, what would be a side discharge chute is on the back middle. Uh, but with the difference was then your whole chute and stuff was built in there. It was a big, like 10 inch uh, fan right there, right at the deck. So as soon as those clippings went in or, or out of the deck, it, they were immediately sucked up by this big 10 inch impeller fan that would then blow those clippings up just a short distance, only about, uh, another foot or so. A uh, foot and a half uh, of uh, sort of ducking that would go into that back uh, hopper box in the back, uh, and that little uh, hopper box uh, had sort of like an articulating type system where uh, it would evenly fill uh, that hopper uh, with grass clipping. So I thought, you know what, this is kind of the perfect type of zero turn type mower for my business. Because, uh, again, uh, you know, the big thing is that it's got that powered uh, impeller system to suck up uh, those grass clippings. You know, I'm predominantly bagging here in the Pacific Northwest. So uh, why not get a mower, a zero turn mower that is was designed 
specifically around bagging lawns. Uh, like it completely makes sense uh, that your primary method of uh, grass collection uh, should be, um, you know, a contributing factor on the mower that you're selecting uh, to run your business, not uh, not buying a mower uh, that, um, you know, if you're bagging, buy a mower that's great for side discharging and the bagger kit is a complete afterthought. Uh, if you're predominantly bagging, uh, the bagging system should be uh, that main, um, one of the main reasons you're buying that specific mower. Uh, and that was the case uh, with these Walker mowers. Because I service, you know, those smaller to medium sized properties, you know, this was a small to medium size uh, zero turn mower. It still had all the benefits of a zero turn mower, this sort of turning on a dime, um, you know, because it wasn't side discharging, it had equal overhang of the deck uh, over the rear wheels. So you could uh, literally uh, trim, uh, mow, uh, you know, when you're going along uh, uh, bed edges and things like that. It didn't matter what side of the deck you were using. It made no difference if you're going in one direction or the other direction uh, because uh, the deck was equal on both sides because it was uh, centrally rear discharging uh, through that uh, uh, blower system into, uh, you know, the back of uh, uh, the hopper box. So, you know, I ended up uh, purchasing a 2007 brand new to me, um, uh, Walker MT 23 GHS. And, you know, uh, for all intensive purposes, uh, it was a, a great more. I've always talked about uh, how much I liked them uh, and that sort of stuff. Now, back then in those days when I bought that uh, mower, I bought it because again, um, the franchise uh, that I was a part of, uh, they talked a lot about that more, but also um, it was what my dealer carried. Uh, they carried all Walker mowers uh, when it came to that uh, style of mower. And I remember uh, early on hearing and seeing um, some of the Exmark navigators uh, and seeing that they did have a couple of advantages uh, right from the beginning. One of the things I didn't like about the Walker uh, was that, uh, you know, they had dedicated decks for whatever you were doing. So, you know, I thought, okay, it's great. I'm going to buy the deck that, uh, you know, obviously is for bagging and all that sort of stuff. But it would be nice, uh, you know, come the summer months, if I could, you know, mulch if I needed to, if I didn't need to collect grass and stuff. Because back then in those days, when I was first starting out, um, you know, I was uh, taking grass clippings away. Uh, but even when I wasn't, and, uh, you know, I pretty quickly uh, started to leave grass clippings behind because the city uh, will collect all the grass clippings uh, and green waste, they call it, uh, every week on garbage day for every house. Um, so in the beginning days, it was you could just put grass clippings uh, into bags and uh, leave it uh, you know, uh, by the curb and the city would uh, take it. So I would used to carry plastic, clear plastic bags. It had to be in clear bags. So that you'd have the clear yard waste bags. And uh, I would buy them from Home Depot, boxes of them, and uh, you know, use those uh, for uh, dumping uh, the grass clippings uh, into. And uh, you know, the system uh, worked uh, really, really well. I had uh, uh, grass handling bins for the walker, so a couple of molded bins that Walker made as an optional accessory that would go into uh, the back of the deck and would allow you to fill those bins individually, so that you could. Uh, easily dump them into containers. 
So that's what I used uh, for that. And that's where I sort of, you know, started to, uh, uh, you know, really uh, appreciate that style of mower for the, you know, the type of business uh, that I have where I'm having to uh, bag those clippings and all that sort of stuff. Um, after uh, four years uh, with that Walker mower, um, I decided to uh, sell it. Um, and there was a couple of contributing factors uh, with that. I was, I was moving and stuff and uh, hadn't found a house. And it was going to be very difficult to uh, have that mower with me uh, because I knew I was going to have to be uh, with my truck and trailer you know, in uh, a different city uh, where I was staying uh, until we found a, another house to live in and the stuff would be all on the street. And I, you know, didn't want to have the walker sitting there in the back of the trailer and all that sort of stuff. So there was a lot of contributing factors uh, to me selling uh, that particular unit. Um, of course, uh, you know, early on as well, I uh, could only afford to have uh, one or two mowers at the most. Uh, most of my work was done with a 21-inch mower, um, back then. And, uh, you know, uh, having a 42 inch Walker that cost what it did back in 2007. Um, it was, you know, I, I used to say, you know, I'm doing 90% of my work, uh, with a mower that cost me a thousand dollars, the, the, uh, Honda HRC 216. And I'm doing 10% of my work, uh, with, um, you know, the Walker, which cost me $14,000 at the time. But it sits on the trailer the other 90% of the time. So it really wasn't making sense. Um, but like I said, I was early on uh, in my lawn care business uh, as well. So it was like, you know what? Um, you know, th times are different and, and things change. Um, you know, being able to have the luxury of having a mower for certain conditions and things like that just wasn't, and not, you know, have to rely on it in other times. It just wasn't a, a, a factor um, like it is for me today, where I can have different mowers for different conditions and not have to rely on them for other uh, things. So, uh, you know, a lot has changed in that time. But I remember, uh, you know, saying like, you know, having those different decks and stuff was kind of a pain because uh, the decks, you can change them out. Um, you know, uh, they advertise it as being relatively quickly, but it was a bear to do. You know, the decks are, are you know, they're steel, they're heavy to move around. Uh, it's awkward to line up pins and things like that to change decks. So, you know, I ended up getting a uh, dedicated mulching deck for that walker mower. And in the four years that I owned it, I literally put that deck on one time and I left it on for the entire month of, I think it was August uh, when I got it. Uh, and I mulched all of August. Then it was time September, the rain hit again. So I had to go back to bagging and I found it to be such a pain to have to switch decks and stuff. Uh, when originally I thought, Hey, this will be great. I can take, you know, two decks with me, have one on the trailer and, you know, I can bag one house. And if I want to mulch the next house, I can, you know, take the deck off the walker and put the mulching deck on. And yeah, no, that's not happening. Uh, so, you know, after using it for about a month, uh, I never use that deck again, uh, for the next like three years that I own that more, I, literally use that deck, that deck dedicated mulching deck for one month and I never ever used it again uh so uh yeah and I remember you know looking at the navigators but again there was no dealer around me at the time that sold them um 
so it was very difficult. But I remember seeing that they had sort of like a uh, they they only came with one deck. Uh, you had different ch- size choices, but they only had one deck primarily. Uh, but it had baffles built built in um, on this deck, and I thought that was like that was brilliant. Like you had one deck, you could have these baffles wide open, and it would you know go into like full one hundred percent bagging mode, or you could adjust those baffles and close off that uh, discharge chute at the back, and it would force the mower into like a mulching mode. And I was like, that's fantastic. But then here's the key: is you could then have different variations of that. And uh, so you could have uh, that opening, you know, slightly close. It would still be bagging some, but mulching some. So I thought, you know, that is brilliant. But again, at the time, nobody had them uh, to even look at, uh, never mind even buy. Uh, So, uh, you know, the walker was the choice I ended up going with because that's what the dealer had and would be able to service and, and all that sort of stuff. So Fast forward uh, to uh, 2021, and uh, finally, uh, you know, after 16 years uh, in business and uh, probably 15 years uh, since I bought that Walker uh, MT23GHS, I'm finally able uh, to, uh, you know, uh, get on and try a a Xmark uh, Navigator. Uh, so this one is a 42 inch. Uh, like I said, I got it late uh, last summer. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was so late because of that pandemic as well that when I got it, we were going through that crazy uh, heat uh, dome and lawns were dry and stuff like that. So I never really truly got to try it out uh, as far as like mowing conditions go uh, until the fall happened. Uh, and then it was not only mowing conditions with rain, uh, but it was also, uh, you know, full on leaf season. And, uh, this mower, I have to say 100% was nothing short of spectacular. Uh, you know, it exceeded all of my expectations. Um, you know, a, a bunch of key differences, like I said, I already touched on a few there uh, with the uh, Xmark Navigator. You got that deck that has that baffle system in it. So, you know, you don't have to buy a second deck. You don't. There's no need for a dedicated mulching deck uh, on that unit because you can close those baffles and uh, it starts to mulch right away. But the other key uh, with the uh, the navigator is that the deck is way deeper. It's much a much deeper and robust deck. Uh, the whole mower is is much more robust uh, than uh, uh, the Walker. It's just built a lot heavier. Um, just the gauge steel and all that sort of stuff. Now, of course, that's going to add weight uh, to the unit, uh, but it is uh, definitely a mower that. Uh, is built and could take abuse. Uh, let's just say that. Um, so, um, with the, you know, some other key points, uh, besides the baffle system and that deeper deck, uh, I remember with the Walker, the maintenance on it was like, it had like a hundred and something grease points. It was ridiculous. Like the amount of grease points, I, you know, I may be exaggerating when I say 100. I can't remember exactly. It might have been 60, but it was something like that. Like there was so many grease points on that unit where the navigator, uh, it's got it paired right down. Like there's nowhere near the amount of grease points. Uh, there's really uh, just a few different grease points that you have to deal with uh, with the navigator versus uh, who, you know what you would have to on the walker. Um, so a lot less uh, maintenance as well. 
some other key differences uh, uh, that I like. Now, you know, a lot of people uh, will say that, uh, you know, uh, Xmark borrowed uh, the design off of uh, Walker. And, you know, they may be uh, some truth to that. It does look very, very similar. Um, but uh, they definitely, uh, if they did, uh, did improve on the design. I will uh, say that after running both of these machines, uh, I will say that uh, the Navigator is definitely um, what I would prefer between the two um it's just uh like i say those key differences there that deck the deeper deck the baffle system the other thing that's nice uh with uh, the navigator as well is that the motor is uh in a different orientation it's sideways uh from how uh, it is in um the walkers um so it allows uh, a lot more um, cooling to happen uh, just the way that it's positioned. Um, you have the muffler right at the back, uh, whereas uh, on the walker, the muffler was on the side and the motor was in that orientation. So when it was drawing air, it was drawing in hot air uh, from the muffler. So you get into you know situations in the summer and all that sort of stuff. And you know on top of it being already hot and the motor being in a sort of small enclosed space down low, you know, with a hopper box on top, all closed off and all that sort of stuff. Now it's drawing in air uh, from where the muffler is, uh, which is already going to be hot air going over it. Uh, you know, and I, I remember seeing like, and and seeing still on social media people replacing motors and stuff uh, on walkers over time because of, uh, you know, that heat issue and stuff like that, where on the navigator, because it's completely sideways, it's a completely different orientation, and the muffler is out the back. It's actually drawing in air from the front, from underneath. Basically, the operator seat is where the fan is sucking in uh, air, and uh, the hydro pumps are actually in front there. So that air that it's drawing in is actually cooling over the hydro pumps. It's then cooling the motor, and then it's blowing out and past the muffler. So completely different situation with a motor and just having that orientation you can see how that alone would allow for uh, you know uh, better longevity better oil life like all sorts of uh, you know benefits from having uh, the motor uh, drawing cool air in that direction as a opposed to uh, the other direction so uh, just some you know observations of course uh, these are my own observations of some things that I'm, you know, looking at. Another key difference for me as well, uh, inside that hopper box uh, with the walkers, you know, if you've ever had a chance to look at these uh, types of mowers, they have like a screen on the top that slides out that you can pull out. So that screen, basically, it allows as grass clippings are coming in into that hopper box, the grass clippings are going underneath and it, the screen allows, basically separates the grass clippings from the air that that blower is blowing. And it allows the air to uh, go out uh, past the screen and out uh, through an opening in that back door. So you'll notice on either walkers and on the navigators that there's like a sort of exhaust vents on that back uh, hopper door uh, to allow the air go to go through. Because of course, if the air cannot flow, then uh, the mower is going to clog. It, it needs whether you're using a you know a twenty one inch mower with a bag on the back, uh, or uh, you know some other larger mower. Airflow is key to uh, bagging properly. So having a, a mower uh, be able to bag uh, properly is 
you know, uh, that airflow is, uh, of course, uh, one of the most important uh, contributors uh, uh, to having uh, really uh, a good bagging system. So that screen is there uh, and it separates, uh, you know, stops the grass from escaping out uh, out of that uh, sort of exhaust port. I guess you could call it on the back of the door. Keeps the grass inside, lets the air, air escape so that you get that good airflow. So on uh, the walker, they, you know, they have a a screen that comes standard with the machine. Uh, and then they have sort of an optional um uh, you know, uh, they call it, I don't know, it's like a tough condition or extreme condition mowing screen, or, you know, they recommend it for like wet grass, that sort of thing. So it's a screen that has bigger holes, basically. So instead of having like quarter inch holes, it's got like one inch square holes uh, with the walker screen. So I remember having to purchase that extra screen. It was like over a hundred bucks back in 2007 to have this uh, extra screen that you'd pull out uh, because, you know, for me, I'm mowing in wet conditions all the time. That screen was in there like most of the time. Uh, so basically it just has bigger holes so that as that screen gets covered, uh, you know, air or grass, wet grass starts to stick to, stick to that screen. It starts to clog up. Uh, but by having bigger holes, it still allows enough air to s- escape through so that the bagging isn't compromised. Here's the thing. Uh, mowing wet grass and all that sort of stuff, the mower did occasionally um clog up it's just you know something it would happen uh and until getting the navigator i thought you know it's normal like it's it's wet grass what are you going to do right even with uh taking all the precautions having the bigger optional screen all that sort of stuff now on the navigator what they do is instead of having an optional screen they just have a a removable section of screen. So they have uh, their screen that goes in and in the front half, in the first sort of like, uh, you know, three inches, say, of screen that's up against, if you were to picture it, once you slide that screen in, the first three inches that are maybe against where the operator uh, is sitting against their back, the first three inches that are there. <clears throat> now, You've got this uh, big sort of, uh, you know, exhaust vent that's going inside uh, the hopper box where all the grass clippings come out. That screen is right above it. So the first three inches that are kind of behind the opening on this uh, sort of exhaust, uh, grass exhaust sort of uh, or discharge chute or whatever you want to call it that's inside the hopper box, that section of screen there actually can come off and flip upside down uh, and it attaches to the rest of the screen but it leaves that uh, first three inches completely open and basically does the same thing they advertise that as the sort of like extreme mowing conditions uh, you know setup so if you're getting into a uh, position where you're mowing and you know it's wet and all that sort of stuff and the mower starts to clog because that screen is clogging up well then instead of having to buy an extra screen screen that's specifically for that purpose you can just remove that three inch section of screen uh it screws you know it flips up uh, upside down and screws in place so it's out of the way and you're not losing it but it leaves that portion open to allow that maximum airflow there uh, behind uh, sort of that discharge vent so all the grass is still you know being um exhausted out towards the section that has the screen but 
you know, if that were to clog, all that air would still sort of like circulate and still be able to come out through that opening uh, behind. Uh, so it allows uh, all of that to work still and uh, uh, and work properly uh, and prevent, uh, you know, any clogs. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I mentioned how, you know, when I first got the mower, I didn't quite get to use it uh, for mowing uh, right in the beginning. Like, well, obviously I was mowing with it, but it was summertime. So everything was dry. You know, it wasn't like, um, you know, doing any sort of uh, real tests or anything with it. Uh, but then when September hit and all that rain started to happen, you know, we also start getting the leaves starting to fall and all that stuff. And then, so it was basically just like leaf cleanup after leaf cleanup after leaf cleanup. And, you know, you get into October when the majority of leaves start falling and it's like huge leaves. Uh, what was absolutely amazing was I never once had to take off that section of screen to enable it to be able to continue bagging. In fact, uh, there's a video of me uh, that I did uh, bagging uh, the lawn uh, with the Xmark Navigator. Uh, I took it uh, to one of my commercial properties, this big like farm property, because I know that they have a ton of trees there. The leaves were like falling like crazy. And I thought this is going to be the perfect uh, example, perfect test for this machine. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm talking on the video. Uh, if you guys uh, look it up on my YouTube channel and go to watch it, I'm talking on video. And I'm even, you know, before I start a show, sort of like the leaves all over the, this uh, section of lawn. And I am full uh, 100% uh, have the intention that I am going to have to remove this section of screen to make this work. And my full intent in this video uh, was that I was, uh, you know, uh, talking about the mower, talking that I was going to do this sort of leaf cleanup test with this mower, with these wet leaves. It was raining while I'm doing this that I would have to, you know, I would start mowing, but then the mower would clog. So then I would show in the video that you then just remove this section, obviously clear the clog, you remove this section of screen, and then I would then continue to mow and then show that, hey, it doesn't clog now, that this uh, section uh, of screen is removed, that it allows that airflow and goes. Now, here's the problem, though. The mower never clogged, even with the screen on it. The amount of suction that this mower has, and if I remember correctly, the walker that I had in 2007, they had just upgraded from like a nine and a half inch blower to a 10 inch blower, uh, which is what this navigator has. So the blower sizes are, are comparable. The motor horsepowers are comparable. I think the Navigator is a 25 horsepower Kohler Command engine. The uh, um, Walker was a 23 uh, horsepower uh, Kohler Command engine. So very, very similar in that respect too. But, you know, just having that deeper deck, the amount of suction that that uh, creates, um, it just, it is night and day. Like the mower does not clog. Uh, so it was actually pretty remarkable and i think if i remember correctly in that video like i'm actually kind of laughing because i'm like like that backfired like i was totally uh, intending to show you know how you remove this section of screen uh to you know prevent further clogging and the mower's not clogging uh even without uh, removing that uh, it just keeps like the thing is a beast um so yeah just like i say 
absolutely exceeded my expectations. The other thing, uh, too, with this uh, particular more, uh, the Navigator, the seat is much more comfortable than the one that came in my 2007, although I think Walker has since upgraded their seats, so that's not you know a big uh, contributing factor now, but uh, the seat that I had back then was like a harder seat. Um, it, it just had no real cushion to it or anything like that, uh, where this one is just super comfortable to sit in. Uh, but like I said, I think the walkers now have a, a comparable seat. Uh, but the other thing uh, that I noticed on this one is that the tires, the main drive tires that are beside you are much uh, thicker. They're like low profile, very wide uh, tires. They distribute the weight much more uh, evenly. Uh, also, the back tire is one large uh, tire uh, versus the Walker. It had like a twin, uh, uh, twin little skinny uh, tires in the back uh, that support the weight of the hopper, uh, where this one is just one big fat tire. Uh, again, just it distributes the weight better having the one single fat tire, but then the two drive tires beside you being much wider. Uh, the Walker that I had, it came with just um you know they were your average wider wide tire but they were not as big as these ones uh for being like the stock tire that comes with it and i think that's uh, also what contributed a lot to my issues with the walker with the weight um and getting stuck uh, that i got stuck a lot of the times i talked about on this podcast many times about how the walker would uh you know uh, on soft ground after the rain stuff like that that I would find myself getting stuck all the time because, of course, there's very little ground clearance with having uh, that blower system, the motor, everything underneath you with a hopper top, hopper box on top and the you know motor uh, operator sitting on top, all that sort of stuff, all that uh, engine and, uh, you know, hydro pumps, all that stuff is sitting down low below. Uh, uh, below you so there's only a few inches of ground clearance so if you know your mower sinks a little bit you start to hit the frame and you know the uh sort of that whole structure there and it gets caught up very quickly so very easy to get uh, stuck but uh, what I found in, uh, you know, my tests, uh, so far, you know, going into that November, uh, there was sections there. And I think I got some of this on camera as well. Uh, w- you know, on one of the lawns there, it was, it started raining so heavy while I was mowing this lawn. Um, that water was starting to come up as you're like driving. And I was being very careful, uh, especially in this one section of the lawn where I was just like, pushing the limit with this navigator expecting it to get stuck because i was like you know this section here and the only reason i pushed it was because it was this commercial farm property and they have this big like uh loader type machine um a jcb like a big like um it's got like four tires it's like this big looking industrial forklift looking thing and they drive like all over it's got these like massive tires on it it you know goes over the lawns and everything uh but they can it has like you know forks and this big like extending arm bucket thing it's it's a pretty crazy machine i don't even know what they're called but it's uh uh they have that and they've told me that if I ever need it or want to move stuff around, like I can just jump in it and stuff. So I thought, okay, well, this is like the prime opportunity, um, with this, uh, navigator to be on this property during these conditions in this rain 
with this water sort of, you know, as I'm driving the lawn over the lawn, you can see water starting to come up and it wasn't rutting, but there was one area that was pretty soft. And I was like, well, at least if I get stuck, this is the property to do it because they've got that big machine there that I'm allowed to, you know, get into and drive if I needed to. And I can come out here and, you know, uh, grab a tow rope or something and just pull the, the navigator back a few feet to get it, you know, out of there uh, without any issue versus like if there was like a client's house property or something, then it would be, uh, you know, back to the days, uh, when I got stuck with the navigator with the, uh, walker and it was like, you know, leaving a massive mess, uh, after you're done and you go there to mow lawn that looked perfectly fine before you started. And then it's like a big mud pit after you're, you're done. Cause the machine got stuck. So I thought, what a great opportunity. And so I went out there and I'm mowing it and I was just like, it's, you know, I could feel the ground kind of moving and stuff and it never got stuck. So I was like, wow, like what a difference just having those extra wide side tires there uh, that the navigator has uh, versus uh, what came with the walker Uh, and then having that bigger uh, single fat floating, uh, you know, rear wheel on the back to support, uh, that hopper, uh, I think just makes a massive difference because on paper, the navigators, uh, actually, I think it's like hundred or hundred pounds or 150 pounds heavier, uh, than, uh, the Walker is. So, uh, to have that extra weight, but then it, you know, performing so much better, uh, in those conditions, um, you it's like it can only be contributed to those wide tires it's same reason why um i love mowing with the turf tracer uh in the rain uh because uh, again same thing it's of course the turf tracer is much lighter machine but it's got uh you know low profile much uh, wider tires uh and it does really well uh in uh, those types of conditions so yeah i was very very impressed uh with the xmark navigator of course uh with the navigators they don't have as many options as um you know uh, the walkers have with the walkers if you need a machine that needs multiple decks multiple sizes you know you can buy one tractor uh walker uh, you know they call the the actual um, machine part the tractor and then the decks are separate so you could buy like the one tractor portion and you could have anything from like a 36 inch deck on it all the way up to like a 60 inch deck and and walker makes many different variations of different decks from mulching decks to all that sort of stuff with the navigator they only make two decks uh, that come with machines. Um, so there's a 42-inch deck and a 48-inch deck. That's all they do. But it's that deck that does the mulching. It's got the baffles. Uh, so it's a lot more versatile of a single deck um, than, um, you know, the other uh, style. Uh, so, uh, you know, it all comes down to, you know, if you were to need specific decks or specific attachments or something like that, um, then that may be something you may want to consider. Uh, but with a navigator, if you've got especially like crews, uh, multiple uh, people operating the machines, all that sort of stuff, it's just so much 
more robust of a machine, so much more heavier built uh, and well constructed. I think the design overall, uh, with all the little improvements and things uh, that they made, and and uh, you know, if you want to get sort of visualization of that, um, if you head on over to my YouTube channel uh, and look up uh, some of uh, uh, the videos I've done on the Navigator so far, uh, the very first video I did on it uh, was a, like a whole like walk around video, and I actually point out uh, and show you uh, visually all these differences. Uh, with uh, the Navigator, what I'm actually talking about uh, versus the differences uh, with uh, the Walker more. Uh, but yeah, just overall, uh, just been super impressed uh, with the machine. The cut quality, of course, it's an, uh, an X mark. So uh, the cut quality is always uh, stellar on them. It's always going to leave a fantastic cut. Um, but just the performance in the, you know, uh, it was just that theme over and over again. All those videos I did on this unit, uh, doing a, a leaf cleanup, having a back, you know, a good backpack, good size backpack blower, uh, in conjunction with uh, the Xmark Navigator and being a single owner operator, it was like having a crew uh, doing leaf cleanups. Uh, it was just so efficient. Uh, the thing just, you know, completely gobbled up leaves, never got clogged. There was not a situation where I was having to, you know, stick my arm down the tube and all that sort of stuff, uh, trying to unclog things and stuff like that. Wet leaves, you know, piled on top of each other, uh, you know, just layers and layers. And it just always did fantastically. It was just always a great mower, uh, through and through so far. So, Looking forward to, uh, you know, this season here, 2022, um, as the, you know, season kind of, uh, ramps up, uh, for, uh, you know, getting some good sort of grass only growth, uh, and just seeing, uh, you know, what that'll be like, uh, you know, some good, uh, spring growth. Hopefully, uh, the weather, uh, starts to cooperate, get some sunshine, uh, some little bit of warmer temperatures and stuff like that. Cause, uh, before we know it, uh, you know, the sort of very hot summer, uh, drought conditions will be starting. So hopefully we get enough, uh, good, uh, weather here, uh, for that, uh, you know, sort of heavy spring growth periods where I can get some uh, really good cutting uh done with uh, the navigator and just see how uh this uh unit performs in these types of uh, conditions as well i'd also uh want to still do uh some testing with it in terms of uh, that baffle system closing those up seeing uh you know full-on mulching uh potential with that unit as well and and just see uh, how that works but overall so far after uh you know what was it uh uh uh, September, October, November, uh, that I used that machine. So about three, uh, months or so, three full months, I'd say, uh, cause I did get it in August as well. Um, but there wasn't as much, uh, uh, I guess the mowing conditions there. So we'll just call it three months, three months of, uh, good full use with it. Uh, and now, uh, you know, uh, just the start of this season here, uh, starting to dabble with it again. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, absolutely stellar, just exceeded uh, my expectations, uh, with that 42 inch, uh, X mark, uh, navigator, just an awesome, awesome machine. Uh, so, uh, looking forward, uh, to doing, uh, some more, uh, mowing, uh, with that, uh, this season. So uh, hopefully uh, that answers uh, some of the questions for the guys uh, that have been reaching out 
uh, and asking me uh, questions on the uh, navigator. Uh, just an awesome machine. And hopefully uh, for you guys uh, that are interested in uh, a navigator or is it something that's even on your radar, uh, that uh, it uh, entertained you and uh, educated you on uh, some of the systems and different styles of mowers out there and uh, why one would choose uh, a mower uh, like this. Uh, and, and, you know, that uh, uh, brings uh, to mind as well that out front uh, mowing experience where uh, instead of having a deck underneath you um, in terms of, uh, you know, you're uh, sitting on a zero turn mower and, uh, you know, you got your feet out front uh, with the caster wheels and stuff in the front, but then the actual mowing deck is kind of, uh, you know, positioned underneath where you're sitting um, versus having, uh, you know, and X mark navigator type experience where you're sitting there, but your feet are actually resting on the deck itself. And the deck is the farthest thing out front. Uh, it's, uh, you know, that alone there is a, uh, just an awesome, uh, you know, uh, feature to have, to be able to, uh, you know, when you're uh, just to get into the areas where you normally wouldn't, uh, be able to like underneath, uh, trees and stuff you can uh you know that deck because it's out front it just kind of slips underneath you can mow under there there's like you know park benches or things like that you can get uh, kind of underneath those as well um just to be able to reach under uh, things like that the other big benefit uh with that uh, out front deck is that it allows you to be able to have uh obviously it's a full floating deck a true full floating deck a lot of you know uh companies and mowers advertise floating decks uh, having a deck that's sort of hanging underneath with you know um anti-scalp wheels and stuff like that but with uh the x mark navigator and uh you know uh the uh, walker mower uh, as well of course um that design there having that full out front articulating deck uh with those springs on it uh, if you've ever seen them there's these like deck support springs uh, that literally, um, you know, uh, carry the weight of that deck. And as you go and you mow that deck, that whole front of that mower will uh, follow the contours of a lawn. Uh, so it goes up and down. And, uh, of course, the, the deck itself can move side to side because uh, the height adjustment is uh, <clears throat> sort of that four manual pin system. Uh, on both uh, the walkers and uh, the navigators, but that allows that uh, deck to move independently corner to corner. Uh, so it can move side to side as well as the whole uh, system uh, articulating up and down. Uh, so it just follows contours. So you get uh, just a perfect uh, even mowing, whether you're going over hills or down in dips and valleys, it just fully follows uh, all of those different contours. The other huge benefit, especially for someone like like me uh, mowing in the rain and also for someone that has a small trailer uh, like me is that that deck completely flips up so of course whether it is uh, just doing blade maintenance uh, you know that deck uh, flips uh, completely up you can remove the blades easily uh, do your sharpening all that if you're mowing in the rain and you do experience any clogs or debris stuff like that that deck flips up you can clean the deck right there on site without needing ramps without needing um, any sort of like jacks or lifts or anything like that uh, to get up underneath the deck uh, the decks you know easily and safely just flips up uh, and hooks in place and, and is held there so you can uh, clean the deck uh, 
very, very simply. And then, of course, like in my case, uh, it's how I can fit that more in my trailer. I just back in the trailer uh, with uh, the hopper box that goes all the way to the front of the trailer right up against the wall. Uh, the deck itself overhangs uh, the back of the trailer, but then because it flips up, I just flip the deck up, hook it in place, and now I've got uh, all the clearance I need to be able to close the ramp doors and all that stuff and trailer it uh, in that position. So tons and tons of uh, you know benefits uh, just engineered, uh, just in the design, overall design of this style of mower. So uh, that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.